Chapter 9 of Rescue Dog of the High Pass by Jim Killyard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 9 The Blizzard. The girl and the boy drew a little nearer to Father Benjamin. Their faith showed in their eyes as though nothing ill could befall them while they were under the guardianship of a priest from the hospice. The Augustinian, their actions said, might even halt the blizzard by raising his hand and commanding it to stop. But the elderly man, who had spent his life in the mountains and knew the real danger of such storms, cried out in fear. His fright communicated itself to the woman and spread from her to the boy and girl, who would not have been afraid at all had they not seen for themselves that their elders were frightened. Father Benjamin took instant firm command. "'Have you never before seen snowfall?' he thundered. "'Be quiet and act sensibly.' Yes, Holy Father, the elderly man said humbly. Father Benjamin turned to Franz. I will guide. You bring up the rear with Caesar. Franz fought to keep his voice from trembling as he replied, Yes, Father Benjamin. He let the others pass and fell in behind. He knew that Father Benjamin wanted him there to keep the little group from straying or straggling, and he was proud to be trusted with such responsibility. At the same time, he was more than a little afraid. The winter snows in Domblatt had been fierce enough. Often it was impossible to see the house next to that in which one lived, but the snows of Domblatt had remained within the scope of human understanding, and humans had always been able to cope with the worst of them. This was a wild beast uncaged, a snarling, raging thing that had burst the bonds of control the instant it began. With the blizzard only minutes old, already they were walking in snow that came halfway to the tops of their shoes. Though each person stayed as close as possible to the one in front of him, Franz could barely make out the form of Father Benjamin, who was leading the way. He had a sudden terrifying thought that they were just mites, specks of dust in an inferno of snow. The mad wind would whirl them away as it whirled the snowflakes. When the wind finally lulled and dropped them somewhere in the immensity of the Alps, they would still be as nothing, for a human being is small indeed compared with a mountain. Resolutely, Franz put such fears behind him. Man's body, and that alone, had never conquered the Alps or anything else. Man's spirit was the true conqueror, and spirit would see them safely through this blizzard. The thought gave back to him his old serenity and calmness. The girl, walking in front of him, slipped and almost went down. Franz caught her elbow and helped her regain her balance. "'Careful, little sister,' he shouted, to make himself heard above the wind. "'The snow is a cold bed!' She turned and gave him a grateful smile, and Franz knew that his recovered confidence had imparted itself to her. They hurried to catch up with the others who had gained a few feet. Franz looked questioningly at Father Benjamin. Fortunately, the wind was blowing up the mountain so that they did not have to fight it but cross currents and gusty little side eddies blew the snow in every imaginable direction there was no landmark whatever even the peaks were hidden 
franz who had been this way many times knew that he himself hadn't the faintest notion as to whether or not they were on the path did father benjamin know again he put the thought behind him regardless of anything else father benjamin must act as though he knew just as he had exploded the traveller's fears with the thunder of his words when the blizzard began so he must now inspire them with confidence by showing confidence himself to do otherwise meant panic and panic meant that all were lost father benjamin ploughed through a knee-deep drift and halted the others grouped around him we will have a short rest even though the augustinian had to shout he seemed as serene and unruffled as though he were addressing some of his fellow priests at the hospice this is the first snow and we may very well get along without skis but it is foolish to exhaust ourselves salveza the old man moaned salvation or shall we find any the woman said but with no great conviction this good father will lead us safely to the hospice he cannot asserted the old man the young girl said half contemptuously you have no faith father benjamin spoke kindly to the frightened old man be of good cheer grandfather for in a short time we will be at the hospice after you have rested go to the chapel and give thanks to our good saint bernard who founded the hospice so that travellers such as you might live i too shall give thanks to saint bernard the girl declared confidently and i the boy echoed father benjamin turned again to the frightened old man can you fear when mere children cannot let us go with caesar beside him franz took his place at the rear he turned his head constantly from side to side hoping for a break in the draperies of snow that hid all save that which was immediately before him if there were such a rift even for a second he might see a familiar boulder cluster of boulders or mountain peak that would tell him they were on the path he had a growing fear that they were not for who could find a path in a storm such as this the landscape changed beneath his very eyes a drift that had been was suddenly no longer when the wind blew it into snow dust a drift that had not been was present when the snow-laden wind wearied of its burden and dropped it franz placed a hand on caesar's head and found in the massive dog the comfort he never failed to discover there he and caesar had faced many storms together though none had been as terrible as this but as father benjamin had said it was just a snowstorm suddenly caesar left franz's side bounded ahead hurled himself on father benjamin seized the priest's habit in his great jaws and pulled him over backwards for a moment franz stood petrified too astonished to even move the four travellers stared unable at once to understand what had happened or what they were staring at franz recovered his wits and ran forward he knelt beside father benjamin and caesar who maintained a firm grip on the priest's robe and shouted i'm sorry father benjamin i do not know why caesar would do such a terrible thing make him let me go father benjamin's voice was stern and indignant let go caesar 
Franz commanded. Let go, I say. Caesar closed his eyes, took a firmer grip, and dragged Father Benjamin six inches backwards through the snow. The angry priest turned to grapple with him. There was a soft hissing, as though a thousand snowflakes had fallen on a hot stove all at the same time, a bridge of snow upon which Father Benjamin would have walked had he taken one more forward step, fell in and revealed the yawning chasm across which it had formed. Caesar released his grip on Father Benjamin's habit, sat down beside the priest, and licked his hand with an apologetic tongue. He knew, Father Benjamin gasped. That is why he pulled me back. Franz said, Caesar always knows the safe trails. Then you should have told us so, little Franz, Father Benjamin said. I had not wanted to trespass upon your authority, the boy explained. Father Benjamin said, when lives are at stake, it is never a question of authority, but one of common sense. Can Caesar guide us safely from here? Franz answered unhesitatingly, yes. Then let him lead. Franz said, go, Caesar. The great mastiff struck off at a thirty-degree angle to the course they had been following. He broke adrift with his massive shoulders. I am done, the old man wailed piteously. Leave me and go on. Father Benjamin said, We will rest. I am truly spent, the old man cried. I cannot walk another step. Franz staggered through a drift already broken by Caesar and groped with his hands. They found a brick wall. It was the hospice. End of chapter 9 The Blizzard Recording by Cindy Tully, Tulsa, Oklahoma